I can understand the appeal of subjective truth. If you advocate for subjective truth or if everything is subjective, then you're then able to justify any action, any outcome. Then the ends can justify the means if it's subjective. The problem with subjective truth is that it is simply an agent for chaos. There's no order. Order needs to be objective so that everyone is bound to it. With subjectivity, no one's bound to anything. It's fluid. And this is, these are the words that get used. And I want to show how, this is just one example of how this chaos ends up causing way more tragedy and destroying way more than it would ever, ever be able to help. It seems really, really good on the surface though, right? My truth and your truth. And it seems, oh, it, it seems really, really like insightful and deep and all metaphysical, but it only causes tragedy because it's simply an agent of chaos. It's why the left being the arbiters of chaos, why they like it so much <laughs> because objective truth would completely destroy every single one of their arguments and would stop that progressive train, right? So we look at this here and this, this happened in New York where a young Asian American woman was followed into her home and was stabbed to death by, by a, a man, a young man, very obviously very troubled young man who, I mean, he was, he preyed on her. He was quite simply a predator. And based on the facts so far, it seems like this was his only intent was to take a life in one of the most heinous ways possible. In, the, in one of the most heinous ways possible. And I'm gonna use this to illustrate my point. In that when you're reading through this article, first of all, this is coming from the Daily Beast, which is a left-leaning rag. As you guys know, I like to use the, the left-leaning uh, reporting because it's comical. <laughs> they, they're, the way they spin things in order to continue to support their ideological views is always very apparent. And so that's why I call them activists and not, not actually journalists. But within this, there are a lot of things that you can objectively say. And if you're looking at data and you see the rise in crime, you'd have to then go, okay, well, there's a rise in crime, why? And then you, then you pull on that string. That's what I'm saying about objective truth. We continue to ask why until we, until we get to the truth, like peeling back an onion. Subjective truth, there is no onion. So with this here, we know that in New York, we have a rise in crime. And now we're starting to see all of this violence, once again, against our Asian brothers and sisters. Now, I would tell you that, that it's never stopped. The media just stopped talking about it. Remember when we had that stop Asian hate, you know, a while ago, lasted for about two weeks. <laughs> and when you dive into it, you, you start to find out that, well, most, most of these 
assaults on our Asian brothers and sisters are perpetrated by black Americans. And then it seemed like that whole stop Asian hate thing that the media was pushing abruptly stopped. Right. Because they were still trying to they were still trying to push the narrative of this white supremacist movement. And, you know, everything's the white man's fault. And so as soon as as soon as this, the actual objective truth, the data, the statistics showed that most of the assaults were perpetrated by black Americans, stop Asian hate just went, it stopped. And so I think that that's interesting because once again, the, the, the suspect in this heinous crime is a young black man who followed this woman into her apartment. They say that, that he hung back to not be seen until just before her door closed, he put his hand in there and went inside. See, like, like a hunter. And what, what I really want to drive home is a couple things. One, the fact that it's back in the media now because that means something. You stopped reporting on it. It never stopped, but you stopped reporting on it. And now you're starting to report on it again because this isn't the only story. So my question with that is why? Why are you starting to report on it now? What's, what's the motive? What's the purpose? Because liberal media always has a purpose and it is not. The very last thing on their mind is actually keeping the public informed. <laughs> so just know that that's not why they're doing it, ever. Their motives are always suspect. Every single time, 100%. So this goes through the, the details. You know, she was 35 years old. It goes through, you know, she law-abiding citizen, you know, had a job, she's great at it, beautiful person. You could see she's a gorgeous young woman. You see it in the video, the surveillance video. And you're looking at this. And as I said, objectively, I like to pull on strings. We know that crime is up in New York. Why? I know why. Hopefully you guys know why as well. And this is very important because of the way this is being reported, and then we look at the response from leadership. Mayor Adams had to say this. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, a former NYPD captain who retired from the force in 2006 said, I and New Yorkers across the city mourn for the innocent woman murdered in her home last night in Chinatown and stand with our Asian brothers and sisters today. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't at all. He doesn't care. This is all just theater and it's optics. He doesn't care. So just want to throw that out there. And I'm saying that objectively based on his actions from what he was saying to get elected and from what he's done since he's been elected. He does not care about the level of crime and the death and the carjackings and all that stuff in the city. He's on another agenda. Just watch his actions, listen to the way he speaks. He went on to further say, while the suspect who committed this heinous act is now in custody, the conditions that created him remain. The mission of this administration is clear. We won't let this violence go unchecked. That's a lie. Once again, just watch his actions. Just look at what he did prior to being elected. Look what he's done since then. So he's lying. So here's where it becomes interesting. And this is what I was talking about. Over the past two years, cops have seen a spike in attacks targeting Asian Americans. Retired NYPD Detective Sergeant Joseph Giaclone, I'm probably butchering it, I apologize, who now teaches at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice, told the Daily Beast, hate crimes against Asian American 
New Yorkers rose by 361% in 2021. Um, let, me, let me just pause right there and let you know, I don't believe in the concept of hate crimes. I believe that that's another just weaponized term that serves the left's agenda. It's another subjective truth because you're trying to speak to the motivations of the criminal mind. And they only, this is, and this is, this is what's disturbing. What I find disturbing is that they only use the label hate crime when the ethnicity, when the ethnicities are different. Right. It's never even brought up when it's a woman killing, when it's a white man killing a white woman. And so that that's why to me, since you since I never see it applied across the board, it's only when it's black, Asian, when it's white, black, when it's Mexican and black, when, then it's hate. So it's just another tool, another weaponized tool of the left to sow these seeds of division based on race. Because it's subjective if if a white man kills a white woman it's never even brought up this could possibly be a hate crime <laughs> and he could have hated her <laughs> so so to me it's all bogus so whenever i see hate crime i just in my mind i say crime because there's no such thing as hate crime there's no such thing as it let me repeat that there's no such thing as a hate crime please stop with that bs there's crime Okay, all right, let's move on. <laughs> According to the NYPD, across the country, anti-Asian hate crimes jumped by 7, 73% in 2020 compared with the 13% rise in hate crimes across all categories. <laughs> the cons of hate crime, so stupid. According to the most recent FBI data available, an October 2021 poll conducted by NPR, another left-leaning rag, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health found that one in four Asian households in the U.S. reported fearing someone might threaten or physically attack them because of their race or ethnicity. So this is where, I'm like, what poll? Did you talk to every Asian family? Because I have Asian friends and they don't talk like this at all. Plus, you notice how they don't ever add the statistic of which ethnic group actually assaults Asia, the Asian community the most. You notice how they don't even bring that up? You notice how they're not even talking about like white supremacy or anything like that? They can't go with that angle because it would blow up the rest of their narratives. But let me tell you, and you can, you can please double check this, I encourage you to. Black Americans assault Asian Americans or just Asian community more than any other ethnic group. So, if there's an uptick, it's most likely coming from the black community. But nobody wants to pull in that string and ask, ask the question, why? All of these things matter if we're looking at it objectively. But when you're subjective, you can just say this stuff and act like you don't know why the, why the problem is. Hey, we have to do something about this and we have to, you know what to do. You know what's caused this. You, like the Democratic Party, and the ridiculous policies and all this progressivism and, and leftist BS is destroying our country. But instead of acknowledging that, when we see the results of it, when we see the rise in crime, when we see these young law-abiding citizens, actually it doesn't matter if they're young or not, of course, but in this case, you see young law-abiding citizen, when we see them preyed upon and taken out in the most malicious, most 
most targeted way, we sit back and, and we're supposed to scratch our heads. Why is this happening? Why, why, why? We know why it's happening. We know why. But the Daily Beast and NPR and, and Mayor Adams, they're not going, they're going to dance around it because they know that their vision of the world, their vision for this country is what's causing all of this. It's at the root. And Nash, that's the, the young man's name, who was arrested and taken to Bellevue Hospital for evaluation is expected to be charged Monday. He is reportedly homeless, according to ABC7. He has been arrested at least three times over the past year on misdemeanor charges that included assault, harassment, and illegal use of MetroCard's court records show. Nash was released without bail in all three incidents. So this is what I'm talking about. Now the Daily Beast gives you this information, but they're not even going to tie it back to policies. There's obviously an escalation. He's a repeat offender in a very short period of time and a violent one at that. And he keeps getting released back out in order to, in, in order to keep preying on the community. This is what I'm talking about. This is a part of that progressive you know, crime policies and all, it, it, they just destroy. And they allow monsters to keep preying on the community until something like this inevitably happens because they're not being rehabilitated. They're not being helped if they have mental issues at all. They're, they're just, I mean, it, it basically enables, if you get arrested and released, it's like, okay, I can just keep doing what I do. There's no consequence. There's no reason to alter behavior, to modify behavior, to become more civilized, to integrate into society as a law-abiding citizen. There is no incentive to do that because there's no consequence. And now a life is lost. And I hold them responsible. Of course I hold him responsible, but I hold, I hold this administration, I hold the left, I hold left-leaning rags like the Daily Beast and NPR and MSNBC and CNN, I hold them accountable as well because they, they exacerbate the issue, they incite these people, they enable these people on a regular basis and you can see it by their actions. Once again, objective. I'm looking at their actions and judging them off that. I'm not speculating at this point. We can see the results. He's a repeat offender. He was let out on, on like without bail. Says it right here. And then you look at Mayor Adams, like we have to get to the root cause of why this is happening. We know why it's happening. We know why it's happening. And this right here is yet another example of how the Democratic Party acts as if they have no idea why these things are happening. They don't want to address the, the issue, but they also don't want to hold themselves accountable. They will never admit that they're wrong. And that's why these things never get changed. Their egos, their narcissism, I don't know what you call it, but they will never admit that they're wrong. And leaders must be able to admit when they've done something incorrect so that they can change. That adds to their integrity, I believe. But someone who never misses their wrong, they lack integrity. They lack character. It's all about them. They're selfish in the wrong, in the wrong ways. But here's, here's a great example. At a press conference on Sunday, New York State Senator John Liu, Democrat, said, now maybe this is a hate crime. Maybe this is not a hate crime. But it's yet another Asian woman, and the city continues to seemingly talk about long-term solutions without providing the relief that the community needs and demands right now. First of all, of course, they, they have to get a statement from an Asian senator, an Asian Democratic senator. 
like he's the only one that cares. No, this is all optics. It's it's a crime against an Asian American. So of course you got to get a statement from an Asian senator who from the Democratic Party. <laughs> do, do you see like that? You, they can't even hide it anymore. They can't even hide it. This is how they roll. It's so disingenuous. It, I'm ashamed of them. I'm ashamed of them. I wish that they were better people, but they're not. And we're in a country where you don't have to be a good person. And that's one of the things that makes this country great is that it allows you to be and do, do you. It's a long, a long of course as you're not infringing on someone else. And now their actions are. Their actions are one of the causes of these symptoms with the rise in crime, rise in murder. And if we really wanna talk about assaults and crimes against the Asian community, then we must look at it objectively. And we must look at where, where are these assaults coming from? In which cities? What's the frequency? Who's being targeted, male, female? Is there an age component? And we need to see if it's disproportionately, if, if this also coming disproportionately from particular ethnic groups, right? Because that's what we do. We, we try to figure out what's going on. We peel that onion. And if we find that it's overwhelmingly coming from one particular ethnic group, there's an underlying reason for that. And if we really want to solve it, we need to attack that underlying reason. It would seem, I mean, but, the scientific method is, you know, that's just an aspect of whiteness now. So I guess we can't be logical and critically think, at least I can't because I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so I want you guys, this is what I ask them. Start peeling back the onion. Stop letting them just lead you by emotion and letting them lie to you and manipulate you Stop letting them disrespect your, your intelligence. Stop letting them subscribe to this bigotry of low expectations when it comes to you and me, because they're not gonna stop. So we have to stop them. And as always, if you're moving in the dark, I'm over here trying to help you turn on that light. Remember to like and subscribe, it helps me out. You guys be well.